The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we talk about raw food for cats, deer sightings, and politics. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. And we believe life is best lived as a love story. Your love story. After all, to love well is to live well. For more, check out SiennaAndToast.com. But for now, here's this episode. Hey, everyone. Happy March. Thanks for joining us. Today, we will actually share that it's it's been a long time since we have batched podcasts. Yes. Batch recorded. Yes, because as you've if you've been listening regularly, you've heard me coughing a little here and there. And so it's been kind of a challenge to get through recording mm-hmm. a whole slew of podcasts. So mm-hmm. today we're going to try it. Um, but we're excited because we have a lot of things to chat about with you. Today we're going to be talking about raw food for cats, deer sightings, and politics. So get ready. <laughs> like those things just go together. <laughs> so I will say that we don't have an update for you for date updates. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have our dates scheduled for this month, March. Uh, so I'm excited to kind of get back on the ball with that. But we've been busy. Yeah. One, in a good way. Yeah. The reason... Well, see, the reason we don't have a date update is because of you. <laughs> we have been using our other spare time to put together something that we're very uh, excited to unveil and tell you more about. It will be available. The plan is to have it available on March 19th. Yes. So mid-March. We've been working, working, working like busy little beavers on that thing. And this is really a an item that is tailored for our lesbian couple friends. Yes. Out there. We figured since we are one. <laughs> we could, I mean, I we guess could it, put something helpful <clears throat> out there for other peoples who are ones. I guess it could twos. be applied for other other couples but we don't know right because we can't speak for we're not a heterosexual couple we're not a gay man couple Mm -hmm. so but we are pretty confident that it's applicable yeah the things are the principles the principles and concepts are generally universal yeah anyways okay that's that's we've already said too much (laughs) so that will be available on march 19th Okay, so we're going to talk about raw food for cats. Now, before, if you're a a fairly new listener, meaning a new listener um, as of 2018, 2019, 2018, 2018? 
Yeah. You're just nodding, but no one can yeah, see you nodding or hear you nodding. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's a f- fairly new listener. Yes. Right? We probably have not talked much about cats at all. But if you've been a day one listener, meaning way back in the day when we first started the podcast, you'll know there was a time when all we really talked about was cats. And I mean, maybe not 24-7 cats, but... <laughs> It we was never a, a cat podcast. It was never a cat, but, cat podcast, but we did, at the time, we had my beloved, sweet soul cat, Kumen, who I had the honor of taking care of her for over 19 years. Mm-hmm. Back when we started the podcast, she had her own corner. So it was called Kumen's Cat Corner, and we would talk about random things there. Mm-hmm. But Toast and I also used to have an organization called Concerts for Cats, where we put... Uh, <clears throat> where we had fundraisers and through our music and through music in general, we would raise money for senior cats in need of medical attention. We no longer have that organization. It was a lot of work. It was, we were doing everything, but anyways, so we love all animals, but for some reason in this lifetime, we've been handed the role of guardian of cats. I think it's part of the lesbian thing. Do you think so? Well, a lot a lot of lesbians just love animals, right? And they have dogs too. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs in the pickup dog lovers truck. Too. <laughs> so, uh so anyways, we wanted to talk about Bear and his newest favorite food. Now, we will say that we are not experts on cats. Well, you have no, to let's qualify because Okay, you... we're half expert. I <laughs> I would say I'm above average. I, I think I'm above average in knowing cat you stuff. You are. Yes, you are. But Sienna, you are way above average in knowing cat stuff because but, you have taken the proactive lead doing all kinds of research into diet and nutrition and the common physical ailments and diseases that cats have and you know all because about like, we were what faced to look with for. it really i know but you're you know the one when we were taking care lead. of all those senior cats yeah so you are a cat expert own it girl own it <laughs> well okay i i, I mean, mean yes okay, when i do people... know a lot about cats <laughs> yeah like, but i'm not like, but it's not my i mean okay come I on love, now i love cats <laughs> I love them. I really love them. I it's love a joke. So it's much. a joke among. Oh my god, I love them so much. I do. It's like that video. Remember, there was a video and somebody was like a a, a girl oh, was girl. like crying about yes. how much she loved that cats was so or something. Hilarious. That was I'm not freaking hilarious. I'm not crying. Yeah, that's not the situation we have going on okay. here. Um, but I think. But rest assured, listener, <laughs> if you want to know about cats and you have a cat question. It's 95% or more likely that Sienna would know the answer. Well, okay. So here, here, here's what I will say. I have, a lot of you might not know, but my day job is actually working for Jackson Galaxy, who is a cat, who is a cat expert. And I've been there for a long time. But prior to that is when I, is when both actually Toast and I went through, um, uh, we had the cat organization, and we we took in a whole bunch of senior cats, got them all the medical medical attention. Realized uh, that way back then was when we first discovered raw food. 
because of um, the healing properties that, you know, changing the diet for some cats has, especially those senior cats who had so many physical ailments and and so many things going on with them. Um, We also learned so much about over-vaccinating cats and, and just Oh my gosh, so many things. So we really, in the very beginning, learned because we needed to. Um, And so I will say that I'm very grateful that my day job has helped support my love of all creatures, but especially cats. And also that through that, I've also, we also have some great uh, friends in the animal world. Mm-hmm. Um, we've who, mentioned our friends who own the store, uh, Portland store Roar. Uh, they're great friends, friends of ours and experts, experts on cats, you know, right. so. And because our circle of friends includes a bunch of other cat people, <laughs> we all trade tips and stories <clears throat> about, oh, have you tried this product yes. or that food it's or constant. this litter and right. what's your feedback right. and all that. And, and so we, we have also, our own little focus group right. going on here informally. Yes, and even some of our friends, you know, even if they're not um, professional cat people, (laughs) they might as well be. We have a friend, um, Sherry, who adopted, who took in nine cats off the street from a homeless woman. Um, So Sherry and Paul, they've, you know, they've they've gone through a whole journey, and they also have cats of their own Mm -hmm. um, before they brought in the nine. So... They're practically experts. Yeah, it was you know? so. It was actually really neat to be able to kind of kind of share and teach them how to give a cat subcutaneous fluids to oh, keep yeah. them hydrated. And B12 shots. Yeah, yeah, because we had that experience because we were taught <clears throat> by the vet originally how to do that for our cats for that we were taking care of. Oh yeah, and, the and then ones. when uh, we helped to pass on that information, and then now. You know they're they're taking it and, and they running. have so poly. Hmm? They have poly. Oh, they have our yes. hospital pole <laughs> that, that holds up the the bag of fluid. Yeah, yeah. We actually got a hospital type pole that holds the uh, liquid fluid, the IV, the IV fluids that you see. You know, you see it if you go to the hospital or watch TV, those shows and stuff like that. And because our cat needed sub-Q fluids more than once a day, we made it very celebratory and we hung up decorations on the pole um to make it look like a party and there were all kinds of colors and balloons and things spinning on it and she loved it we loved it to just make it more of an honoring type of um you know ceremony instead of like okay we're gonna stick you with this thing and Mm. shoot liquids in you Mm. no right we want it to be well, we're gonna do as it, loving as, but as gonna, possible. Yeah, but we're going to heat up the water in the bag, or not the water, the fluid, the, the special fluid, fluid yeah. in the bag, so it's but not we this do icy another, cold fluid going we into you. We can do another episode. Yes. That. Okay. So Raw that, food. All I know, of that was like Bear the is preamble like, to the raw food thing. Bear's like, get on with it, man. Yeah. I thought this was about me. Dude, where's my corner? Cumin's <laughs> cat corner. Where's Bear's boudoir? <laughs> Bear's... That wouldn't be right for Bear. No. All right. So, Mr. Bear, the reason why I wanted to share this with all of you is because Bear is pretty picky. 
in terms of what he likes to eat, what he doesn't like to eat. He came to us as part of a litter of kittens that we were fostering. He was the only one that didn't get adopted right away, and we felt so bad, so we (laughs) adopted him. Uh, But with this litter, uh, when we were fostering them, we made sure they had all types of diet available to them, um, including raw. And back when we were doing that, we were so lucky to have our friend Sherry make homemade raw for us. And it was just, uh, we were so lucky. Yeah. They loved it. I bet probably people who are listening to this are, are going like, what? Somebody's making raw, making cat food at home. Yeah. Out of raw they have a grinder. Meat. Yeah. Yeah. And our answer to that is yes. Yes. That's exactly they have what it we're down, saying. They have it down to a science. Um, and, you know, um, Bear, so Bear was always, he was always pretty picky, but he did love that raw. Um, however, as he grew, his taste buds just, you know, they changed and he would like different things. And for the longest time after moving to Portland, we finally landed on a raw food that he is truly enjoying and I think this you know could be a brand for you and your cat if you have a pretty picky feline which they are known to be yes so our friends at Roar um, shared this brand with us and they said hey have you has Bear tried West Coast Raw and we were like no we'll we'll try it we actually kind of got pretty pretty discouraged with the raw for a while and so Bear hadn't been eating raw for many 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 months you know oftentimes with with companies doing small batch the batches taste different from batch to batch and so one batch doesn't taste the same and cats can pick up on that and they're like you know no never mind I don't I actually don't like that <laughs> really. So it send can be, it back to the kitchen. Yeah, it can be really discouraging sometimes. So anyways, West Coast Raw is Bear's favorite raw food of the moment and it comes in a little plastic like like a margarine container. Like a margarine right? container yeah. um comes frozen. And so what we did was we put it in uh put it in the refrigerator to thaw it but not thaw it completely. You want to just um, make sure it's still icy and kind of chunky and uh, still pretty solid. And then after it's at that point where you can flip it over and it can pop out, then we cut it into eight little chunks. Um, And then we put each chunk into a snack size Ziploc, squeezing out all the air. And we throw all of them back in the freezer except for one cube of it. And then when I feed that in the morning, I will replace the cube by taking another from the frozen, take that out. So I take one out every day for him. Mm-hmm. And what's been so helpful is that Toast and I were given a milk frother for coffee Yeah, this years is- and years and years and years ago. This is like a little hack, right? Th- yeah. So this was really surprising because... We were gifted a very fancy Nespresso type of thing. Yeah. And this this whole shebang, this kit included a separate little pitcher that's especially meant just for kind of frothing the milk that yeah. goes on top of coffee. And we're like, oh, we're 
that's too fancy for us. So we just kind of put it away. Plus, I don't love the froth. Like, I don't, you don't like I, all the, the no, air I bubbles pour it, and stuff. Yeah I, yeah. I just like how it heats. Right. It, it warms up. Milk. It, yeah. yeah, it warms up whatever's in there after spinning it around and creating all of that frothy stuff. So anyway, foamy stuff. So it just sat in our cabinet. Years. for Yeah, Years. for a really long time because <laughs> it was just too fancy for us. Well, that's not why. I just, I mean, I was just, because we don't need it, right? That's what We're I mean. Like, that's what I mean. It's like, you know what? The- I'm just going to drink coffee and add milk and okay, I'm good. <laughs> but here's what was funny. Sienna and I got into an argument one time because. I'm like, we did? She, well, more than one time. But anyway, this particular time, it was because she wants to feed Bear his food so that it's not refrigerator cold or even when it becomes like the winter time here it gets oh, really cold so in his... in everything outside of the refrigerator when in portland mm-hmm. it's like refrigerator you're cold. getting chills right now you got a little yeah shiver. i got a little chill saying <laughs> okay. that okay. <laughs> so so you know we want to feed bear food that's closer to like the temperature of a freshly killed mouse or whatever right <gasps> something that's warmed up so she would open up the kitchen faucet oh, on the, okay. you know, and yeah. wait till the water ran hot, which took a long time. You know, you Toast know what I mean, really right? Excellent you, at it conserving. I try water to conserve natural and resources. energy. I try to yes. Mm. So, anyways, so she's so Sienna's there. And the water is just pouring out of the kitchen faucet. And Toast faucet, is giving me stink eye vibes. Going immediately <laughs> down the drain. It just it's, it takes minutes. It takes minutes of water until the water heats up to, to be hot. And then the food can be placed into the hot water and warm up. And so I got, I got really mad and we got into a fight about it. And, and at the end of that fight, we realized... We can use that frother yep. to just heat up yep. the water. And, you know, yes, we could have also used the stove. Um, but I'm not and using we don't, the stove. And we didn't, we didn't have a microwave, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's... By it's, choice. Right, right. By choice. So the thing was like, well, how do I warm it up on the stove and make sure it's not too hot? Right, because it can't be too hot. How? What's the right? How do we know? How do we do this? So because that you don't, don't want to water, cook, but you also don't want the water so hot that you end up cooking the raw food. Right, exactly. It needs to be the. It needs to be a perfect temperature. Ding! It's like, the frother. Oh, people, look, the frother. Yep. It warms it up. It stops itself. The yep. the liquid inside will be the perfect yep. temperature. Problem solved. Use your coffee cream yep. frother yep. for your raw cat food. Yes. So what you do is you just put some water in your milk frother. And I, and you know, if you are a raw food giver to your cat, raw food feeder, <laughs> <laughs> you might just want to get a milk frother just for this. I mean, I'm I'm completely serious. Unless they just want to use a microwave and figure out how much time to heat up the water for no but don't use a microwave anyways okay so i put the water in there and then i have my i have my little snack pack ziploc 
from taken down from the night before. So it's pretty soft at this point. And then you kind of flatten out the the um, medallion, right? So of that the, sur- the surface area is exposed to enough water. Yes. So you kind of smush it all the way through the whole bag so that there's it's just a thin surface area of the raw food. Then you put that in a bowl and then you just put your frother on. And when it's ready, pour that water in there. And I swear it is perfect. Even if you forget about it, like, oh, shoot, I forgot. It's not, you can't overheat it. It's going to just be the perfect, perfect temperature. But I don't stop there because after that, when I put it on a plate for bear, I then get two butter knives and then I slice through the raw food because he doesn't like just slurping up this Ooh, I'm getting creepy. Just I'm getting oh, creeped sinews, out just thinking. Yeah, and it's hanging and it's just dangling, right? <laughs> so I just kind of cross cut it so that he can eat it in little bites. So he's been really loving it. And they have turkey. Uh, so far, he's tried the chicken. He'll try the turkey next. And I think they have beef and I kind of have a hard time with that. But we'll, we'll probably try it to keep the variety up. West Coast Raw. West Coast Raw. Thanks, Roar. Man, that was a lot of cat information. I'm sorry. I know it's 20 minutes. All of the cat. That was for cat people only. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, why don't we talk? Why don't we shift to politics? Then I'll talk about the deer because I've just been talking so much and I need a break. (laughs) You take a break there. Plus, I think people get tired if, like, one voice, if they hear one voice, really? one voice. I don't know. Maybe. Unless you're, like, a some kind of magnificent orator. Right. True. But that's not what this is. No. Okay. Politics time, then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, are you getting so, excited? I'm getting toast excited. Love, I'm toast getting, has overwhelmed. Why don't we say getting, that we have to share that toast actually has quite a passion for politics and maybe this is partly genetic because your dad was in <laughs> politics right well i guess my see the way i, mean, I your see, passion here's, is here's, for humanity here's the thing. i would say your passion is for humanity and therefore leads to a passion in politics yeah i guess so yeah that was excellent you have to give me a pat <laughs> on my back because I nailed it, and you didn't want to give it to me. I saw no, your face. No. You were like, uh-uh. Passion for humanity. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. I have a passion for wise living. Like, what is wise wisdom and truth and all of that stuff? So politics, I guess why I'm passionate about politics is because everything is politics. Like, life mm. is politics. We can live, and we do live in a certain way with everything from being able to have a frother and water that comes out of a faucet mm-hmm. because of <clears throat> politics. So why so, don't you so help make politics palatable for us? Hmm. Whoa, jeez. I don't know if I can. That's a tall order. Actually, we I weren't going to talk about that, but go, yeah, well, go was, ahead and talk about what. Well, I was assuming that just like we're going to talk about cats. And if you're a cat person then you'll get it. Yeah. And you'll be into it. Yeah. And it'll mean something to you. And that's how I feel about the politics part is if you recognize and value 
uh, or if you already recognize the value and the impact that politics has on your life, then mm. then you're going to get something out of it and you're going to be interested. That's True. how I feel. Okay. Anyway. Move on. Okay. Go ahead. So the first thought that comes to my mind when I say it will probably sound really dark and overly dramatic to some people, but rest assured, I'm moving on and we'll move through and I hope to wrap up on what will be a more hopeful note of light. Okay. So the quote that keeps coming back to my mind over and over and over as we live during this crazy ass time in our nation's history and in the world history is from a Canadian philosopher of media named Marshall McLuhan. He, um, he lived in the last century and one of his famous quotes is that World War III is a guerrilla information war with no division between military and civilian participation. I don't know when I read that or where I read it, but it struck me. I took note of it and I look around and we're living in World War III right now. It's happening. That's, that's how I see it. And I think a strong case can be made for it. That is what is happening. And although that might sound dark, um, I think there's huge power in not, in facing that fact, in realizing like, okay, that's the times that we are in right now. So don't deny it. Mm-hmm. And don't despair about it either. I think there's actually... Like look also, at it, acknowledge it, don't make it worse than it is, but also don't deny it. Yeah, like be an adult, mm-hmm. face up to the real world like this this is it um and i guess the part that's another thing that that strikes me another thought that comes to mind is how i've actually heard people say this in the past like over five years ago i think probably you know before all the trumpism just wrecked things um in a very obvious way um but i've heard people say stuff like Oh, if I was living during the civil rights movement, I would have marched with, mm-hmm. you know, the civil rights people. Mm-hmm. And at the time I heard them say that, my thought is, how do you know what you would have done? <laughs> you don't know what you would have done. But again, today, because like, why? Why do you say that? Because because you not didn't in that live. situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's nice. It's reassuring to think you would have and you would like to think you're a person maybe and that's Mm -hmm. your ideal of what a good person would do. And that's great that that's your ideal. Mm -hmm. But to assume and to, you know, assert that you would have, it's like, "Mm, I don't know, what are you doing now Mm -hmm. that would be comparable, that shows that you would stand up for something in a situation where you don't know how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing mm-hmm. is like we can look back on the past and be like, oh, the Revolutionary War or the Civil War, Civil Rights Movement, Workers' Rights Movement, Women's Suffrage Rights Movement. We know how it turned out. So we would like to think that, oh, yeah, we would have been on the, quote, right side of history. But 
they didn't know how it would turn out. And we don't right. know how it's going to turn out right now. Um, but we have that. That's the privilege and the excitement, I think, of even as daunting as it is, that's a privilege and excitement we have of living in this time where there is no division between military and civilian participation. So therefore, you can do something. You mm. can fight on the side that you think is right. Um, and that's what I have found to be rewarding and fulfilling. And um, one of the things, just one of the things that I've I've started doing is um, a product of having gone to a website called swingleft.org. So swingleft.org. And through them, I found a campaign that is perfect for introverts who just want to stay at home (laughs) and not go out onto the street and march and stuff like that. It's a letter writing campaign and you can find out about it if you go to swingleft.org. Yeah, so Toast has been spending her time taking out all her 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 um stationery and you know her <laughs> my geeky paper all of products her stuff and i might be watching something on tv and she's there writing her letters mm-hmm. and then sometimes i see her at the dining room table she's there writing her letters mm-hmm. yeah and it's i just you know do it's it perfect when, for you like it's perfect yes because you is. can pick it up anytime you can be in your pajamas yes doing it yes so what this exactly in your pajamas <laughs> so this particular in case you're curious this particular uh effort is aimed at getting out the vote and it's just encouraging people in swing states to vote it's not even asking them to vote a certain way it's just encouraging them to participate in democracy. Mm. And hey, I can get behind that. So that's one of the things. Um, Honestly, the other things have really been, for me, what feels right is just in educating myself. And I gotta say, man, that has been the silver, gold, and platinum lining to this era of Trumpism is I have learned and self-educated so much more about American history, about democracy, about authoritarianism and all the other isms and philosophy and human behavior. It's been incredible, like the amount of growth and insights and understanding that I have of the scope of history and our place in it. I feel like this is almost... It's similar to what I went through on a, on a personal level when I came out to myself and dealt with like, wow, oh, what does, I, I think I'm gay. Like, and then what, you went down the, what does that mean? And what, yeah, what yeah. does that mean? And, and that impacts things like ethics and history and civil rights and human rights, right? It impacts so many things. And, uh, you know, you come out on the other end and you're, you are so much more informed and you have uh, so much better understanding of your life, how you feel, how you're made to feel, right? How other people feel. It's incredible. So anyway, that, that has been another... And that was like our cat, that was like our cat experience too. Right. Right. When we you found learn... out that there's such a thing as over vaccinations mm-hmm. and that vaccination sites Often there's cancer there. That's mm-hmm. why they do it in the leg, so you can amputate it and all that stuff. And the, the and the larger systemic structures about the veterinarian Vet business, industry, medicine, and yeah, yeah. Oh, the my my chair is creaking. That's the sound you heard. Um, 
But yeah, so I will put all of those things in the category of doing something mm-hmm. because a huge, I, I would say one of the biggest defenses and bulwarks against authoritarianism and against demagoguery and tyranny and dictatorship is an educated populace. So educate yourself. Um, And then just to wrap up, I just want to also say, take breaks too. (laughs) Like it's, yeah, you can't just consume all of that. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Through various channels. Like, no. Right. And I, and I definitely have seen um, people get burnt out, I would Mm -hmm. say, you know, and, um, that's sad. So try not to do it. And the only way you can do that is by stepping back, taking breaks, and not thinking that it's all on you. It we're we're all in this together. And again, not that not that it's all on you and also that you're not pow- that there is something you can do, like what you just went through. Exactly. And like that's... it's not like, oh, there's nothing I can do. So well. So I guess I'll do nothing. Mm-hmm. Again with the balance, yeah, right. Again with the the narrow gate. It's a life the na- theme. The narrow path. Yeah, yeah. It's like we we do have power. Mm-hmm. We have we we have a chance to to influence things. So use it. But part of that power is in being sustainable. Is in staying is in staying in fighting shape. And the only way you can stay in fighting shape is if you take breaks, take care of yourself, and 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 step back from the front lines sometimes. Staying in loving shape. Staying in loving fighting <laughs> shape. Yes, yes. Yes. I was continuing that the war uh, analogy, I know. I war know. Uh, metaphor. But the yeah, masculine you know, and the feminine are here again. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, and I guess the last thing too... Is, I thought that was the last thing. Well, I was that this this is the second half of the last thing. How about that? How about that? <laughs> the other thing that I see on social media that just makes me like, oh, guys, don't just don't say it. It's that whole thing. If you can, if you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. Yes, please. And, God. But, yes. Okay, but thank what you. I'm talking about and what I'm talking about specifically is about demoralizing defeatist talk and language. Yeah. So if you don't have something nice to say, because... I mean, period, don't. But well, I know you're being more specific. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, just no, don't no, do no. it. No, some things, some things like indecency and hate speech and all that needs to be called out. So say that. But but it doesn't. But you don't have in, to. But you don't have to meet hate with hate. Right. So there's a way to say it without it being hateful that's right. my stomach can yes. you hear my stomach i'm sorry I, <laughs> we need to take a break and eat some lunch after this but no i didn't even get to okay my go, main go. point get to it part of this world war three that we're fighting to protect and to win back our democracy is knowing and encouraging others that this is a winnable fight Yes, there's cheating going on. Yes, there's corruption that's going on. That's making that fight difficult. But that's what we're fighting against, right? But 
our fight is winnable. And so even though you might be inclined, sometimes a thought might go through your head like, oh, you know, like, but the other side's cheating, so we're going to lose anyway. Don't put that thought out there into the public square. Just keep that thought to yourself. Just take a break and let other people who are in in their fighting shape, you know, do the work. And you come back and and when after you've taken time and and contribute to the fight after you've taken some time for yourself. Mm. But it doesn't it really doesn't Like don't be so reactive, right? But don't just don't be defeatist. Don't mm. be a whiner, don't be a downer, don't you know, morale when you're when you're fighting for something even if it's just in the in the area of business or team sports morale is huge and yeah. important yeah. you you need to keep a, a winning attitude and um saying defeatist things is not helpful <laughs> so i'm just saying don't so do just that. a little encouragement and a whipping from toast. So don't do that. Yeah, don't 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 say those kinds of defeatist things. Okay. Thank you. And are we going to eat lunch now? No, we have we're, we were going to talk about the deer. Oh, the deer. And then okay. we have the other. And then, and then we have two more podcasts. Oh to my record, gosh! So I'm not sure when lunch oh is going to happen. Oh my gosh! But we'll be fine. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> we might be. Our stomachs will be doing. Will be part of the podcast. The stomach growling but that's series. Fine. That tends to happen. Yes. It's real life. Yes. All right. So after all that political talk. Yes. Don't you want to just curl up with a deer? I curl love looking up at deer and have your and just have like a like be in a little deer spooning moment. <laughs> They do look like okay. they do look like I they think would they would be, be good spooners. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds weird. We don't mean it in a weird way. Uh, so, I I loved. Okay, so something happened recently. We had some had a deer sighting, and um, the place that we the area that we live in now has has way more nature around us. Um, it's pretty much in the boonies kind of and on the outskirts of Portland. And so there's just a lot more um, wilderness that's left untouched. So there are deer that come around, but I don't see them very often. And Toast, you, you saw them before. I saw deer in our neighborhood. Yeah, they were crossing the street, they right? Were, or, yep. Two deer oh, were crossing goodness. the street. And I was so delighted because you have to understand, Sien and I were born and raised in Hawaii. No deer. You don't have deer in Hawaii. <laughs> you have rainbows. Yeah. And you have mongoose. And waterfalls. Yeah. And volcanoes. Yeah. You have other things there, but yeah. no deer. So when we encounter deer in our everyday life over here, yeah. we're just like, it's oh, just ridiculous. Oh my God. We're just, you just feel like you're snow so ridiculous or something. Yeah. So, so anyways, I had been, I have been actually, and maybe you've, Maybe as a listener, if you've if you've been listening consistently, um, I have mentioned, you know, here and there in the podcast, like I've been going through some deep soul searching. And I think that, um, you know, in ways we're always soul searching, mm -hmm. but there are times when it feels more like what they, they call the dark night of the soul or where you're doing a deeper search. It's... Um, Sometimes it's not so fun, you know, to, to do that, but 
you know when it's necessary. And I knew that, okay, this is coming around. And uh, so the past several months, actually, I've been um, doing a deeper soul search, looking at some things in my past and, and not necessarily hanging out there, but looking at some old beliefs that are ready to just be rewritten. And part of that has to do with um, my ideas around self-love and mattering and just more self-compassion and being kinder to myself and some of the the um, beliefs that I adopted as a child you know that still sometimes creep around and and pop up and so to see the deer so basically we saw two deer doing errands last week and um <laughs> And the it was deers great. were going to Trader Joe's. <laughs> and it was so great because for me, I just I just have a belief that um if you stay up if you if you do your best to stay awake in your life, in the day-to-day moments, the universe is so supportive of you, of yeah. us. You know, and there are messages from the universe. There's so much support to be had from the universe. And you can feel and embrace that support um, just by staying awake and paying attention. And, you know, and sometimes it might come through as, you know, you're standing in line at Trader Joe's and you hear bits and pieces of a conversation or you hear a certain song playing in the market. And these things that we perk up to and stay awake to oftentimes are things, are are messages of support. Mm -hmm. So seeing the deer on that particular day was so important because, um, if you um, if you like animal medicine or looking at that, deer medicine is all about self-compassion. It's about mm, that softer yeah. place to fall. It's about love, self-love. Um, it also reminds us of all the places in ourselves that we're overly critical. And it really is just that soft place to land. And I really felt like I needed it that day. So, And, and there were the deer. And they were paying attention. When I was talking to them. That's the thing is we were at a stop. Yeah. And this portion of the road we were stopped on was actually a small bridge traversing, I think, I think anyways, um, a small, small body of water with trees next to it and brush and, and the deer had come to the water. There were two of them. And, and I say, hi beauties. And they looked yeah, they looked and at they us. were so cute. And we had oh a few seconds of just looking at each other. And then we had then the light changed and we had to go and I said, "Bye beauties." And then they <laughs> we left. So but yeah, cute. it was really a really nice surprise. It was a nice moment. Yeah. I will say that. So, I think that's it. That was like a whole chalk full of stuff today in the podcast. Here and there and everywhere. Here and there and everywhere. So we hope you we hope you listened to the whole episode and that you enjoyed it. And yeah. if you did and want to support the podcast, we have various ways you can do that now. So just check out sanantos.com slash contribute. Contribute. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways to support the work that we are trying to get out there in the world. Yeah. And we just wanna we just wanna be another voice of solidarity but not in some strident way, right? Our democracy is made up of 
decent people being decent to each other. Yes. So high five to you across the cyberspace waves for decency. Okay. Until next time, this is Sienna. And this is Toast, inviting you to come and live your love story. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.